Welcome to Be Your Best with Apex Physical Therapy and Wellness Center on It Takes Two with Amy and JJ. In studio with us right now, Brooke and Cameron from Apex. Welcome back to the studio, guys. Great to be back. Okay, so this is a perfect time to talk about back pain because I'm sure you're seeing a lot of it. The holidays makes us do things that maybe we're not doing a lot a lot of other times of the year, putting up Christmas tree, getting on the roof of our house, all sorts of crazy things. What kind of things have you been seeing this holiday season? Well, we see a lot of stuff this time of year for the exact reasons that you talked about. I mean, we're going from one of the reasons why back pain is so common is we do tend to live a little more sedentary lives than what we should have, right? So we sit way more than we should have or we should and then during these holidays, we we tend to then go gangbusters and we get our Christmas lights up <laughs> yeah. and we're bending and twisting and we're doing all this stuff that we haven't trained our bodies to do. And so we get a whole bunch of that. And the other thing we get is people walking out on the, the slippery ice, the roads, everything tenses up, right? So our whole bodies are trying to brace and support for for moving around and slipping. And then we actually have the people that are slipping and falling and we're getting a whole host of, of, of back pain from falling on your back or falling on your bottom and jarring your back. And so, I mean, this time of year is really a a back crazy time at our clinics. Not to mention shoveling, which mother nature has been nice to us lately, but, um, we know it won't last. I know that's (laughs) the worst part. Brooke, let me ask you this question. So I use the term through my back out, but I just recently was talking to someone like, you know, that that does, that's not just a catch all term. There's a difference because some people have, uh, problems with the, their discs, right? And then some people also just have muscle issues when it comes to the back. And yeah. so I think sometimes we think, oh, I'll just take some Tylenol and, you know, I'll, I'll work it out. I'll walk this one off and work it out. But let's talk to those people who have chronic back pain. Yeah, absolutely. Chronic pain is anything lasting more than six months by definition. So I think all of those things you just said, plus um, I think sometimes the most kind of nagging or the thing that gets us our gets our attention is we get something called our facet joints impinged and it gives like a more sharp ache I would say for sure the herniated discs are a big deal um chronic muscle tension you know just even the cold I mean that's a lot of times why people are headed to the south they that keeps um tension squeezes our nerves our nerves don't really like to be they like their room. They don't want to be, be uh, <laughs> sorry, I like to give personalities as yeah. I'm teaching stuff. So <laughs> as the nerves get squished, they will send out distress signals in the form of pain. And um, that can be going on for a lot, a long time. And Christmas or, or other unusual activities like Cam mentioned can kind of bring that to light at this time of year. Do you guys have some advice for some preventative measures? So, you know, Cam, like you said, we're sitting a lot more these days. Remember but all of a, a couple of years ago? Going. Remember a couple of years ago when we decided sitting was the new smoking? Is that still right? Do you <laughs> that's remember a that? really that great is still way to look at it? Yeah. To that is that. still, yeah. that's still and it's what true. we're. It because is. It, it became a thing. It was like sitting's the new smoking. No one sit ever. Try to stand more. You know, and we all bought the yoga balls. <laughs> yes, yes. To sit at our desks with. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is any static position, any one static position for our back tends to be bad. So if you're just standing in one place all day long, that probably wouldn't be good either. But I can tell you for sure, sitting for long periods of time is probably one of the worst things we can do for our back. So if you've got tips, honestly, setting timers on our phone, we have these great technology devices that can give us alerts and tell us to get moving. That's probably the biggest tip I would give somebody is set an alarm to get up and move once every hour. 
just give yourself that position change, move about. Um, I get the question asked all the time, what's the best exercise for your back? In most cases, the, the single best exercise to do would be just go for walks, get moving, get walking. It is one of the single best for most back pain problems. Now, Not all. Is there a difference between walking on a treadmill and walking on my sidewalk? Oh, um, I, oh. I just scratched something. <laughs> well, I, can I mean, tell. if your sidewalk <laughs> is covered with some ice, I suppose it would be, you know, a safety factor. But there is a little bit of like you would want to mess with the grade on your treadmill to account for the ups and downs of the natural earth surfaces. I think that walking on a sidewalk or, or even better, like the grass, if you don't have any fall risks, the way that your foot has to adjust to the ground and the uneven can really activate more muscle and you're getting more out of your walk. A treadmill can be kind of predictable because the belt is moving. You're just mm -hmm. keeping up to it. So you actually pro project yourself forward and um, activate a lot more muscle. So when it works, plus the benefit of the outdoor air, right? There's a great question in our text club because let's talk about hydration in the back as well. So this touches on that. Not sure if I haven't had enough water, but throbbing pain from right side of neck to hand, is that possibly a nerve issue? Absolutely. Um, I, it can be a nerve or it can be a referral. Our nervous system is really an amazing system in that we can tie areas together even if the nerve isn't being pinched. Um but likely they're connected in some way, whether it's the nerve being actually pinched and it's creating some neurological pain or that there's neural irritation in the spine that's creating referral pain. In both cases, you want to start and work at try to find that origin and get working on that. And that would be getting up to the to the neck. Absolutely. Okay, so this person is texting and I'm thinking of them. There are people just living with pain all the time. It's just like, yep, this has been hurting for a while. Um, that's really where physical therapy comes in. And the last time you guys were in, we were sort of talking about how I think it's becoming better known to people that, listen, you have a doctor for your overall health, you have a dentist, you have an optometrist for your eyes. But really, when we talk about movement and pain in our body, that's where physical therapy comes in. That's where a physical therapist can really help be in really your Rolodex or your regimen of, of health care. Yes, absolutely. It's a, you know, our physical ailments and taking time to fix those can really make our quality of life a whole lot better. Not yeah. to mention you're, you're going to not wear out your joints quicker, like causing arthritic changes or just chronic inflammation, headaches, those sorts of things. So physical therapists can get to the bottom of that. And we absolutely feel like we should be yeah. In your Rolodex, if you have that. Okay, yeah, I know, old school term, right? Um, your contact list. Um, put them in your contact list. Um, so, okay, to this person who says, you know, they've got that throbbing pain from the right side of the neck to the hand. Now, I know you're not looking at that person, so it's hard to give like, okay, this is exactly what we would do, but what could this person expect if they call Apex and they get an appointment? What are the sort of things that you would look at and what would you do when they got there? We would look at, a few different things. One, we would try to identify with this person if they were having like nerve symptoms, if they have loss of sensation, loss of strength. And that would be a predictor of trying to know like how much we should accelerate or what, what level of actions we should do or what's an appropriate starting intervention is, is physical therapy the best starting point for that person? Um, and looking for some of those things. The other, the next part is probably what most people would fall into. We would probably say, yeah, they're, they're, this looks like you're a good candidate. And we would start to look for 
mobility changes, right? Changes in how their neck and spine is moving, how their shoulder and arm is moving. Where are they not moving normally anymore? And what are the things that are preventing it from moving normally, right? So if it's in the neck, they're not turning to the left. Can we find a reason why we're not turning to the left? Is it pain? Is it actually like tightness? And then can we have some intervention that they can do in order to work on improving that mobility? And that might include some Stre- yeah. stretching, some technique I don't even know about there's that you guys be, do. Yeah, yeah. There's, that yeah. could be joint manipulation. That could be soft tissue massage, deep tissue work. Dry needling is a great technique that we use for treating some of that stuff. It might be actually just we need to get your inflammation done, right? We got to maybe it's rest activity modification. I'm watching how they're sitting and talking to me and they're sitting in a very slouch position that is continuing to cause irritation and we got inflammation that's sticking around. So it would be looking at what are the things that are keeping this thing going, keep poking the bear for us, Mm -hmm. so to speak, Mm -hmm. getting rid of those things or trying to mitigate those and then adding those things in that I can help them with right now and immediately and then what are the things that you need to do for yourself to get this stuff moving and keep it going right there is a lot of homework in physical there therapy is. there <laughs> is sometimes that makes us that, not right? super popular yeah. but hey it's usually a long-term fix that yeah. um that they can prevent and move better so it doesn't but, come back. but it is helpful and then if this happens again in the future it's like oh i I'm ready. I sort of know some of the things I've learned some of this and it's coming back and sort of getting a refresher. Well, I think it's empowering too, right? Like we are facilitators of healing. I use that term with patients a lot and we aren't healers. We're not, there's nothing magical about our hands. We are trying to guide what your body wants to do. And so it's empowering to know that it is actually in within you to, to get yourself better and heal and to improve so I think it it really is about that and knowing that that's part of it in the end right. is really empowering for people. I have a question about, uh, I have a friend who has an inversion table. So, mm-hmm. you know, strapped mm-hmm. himself in and then puts himself upside down and stuff yep. like that. And he's had back issues for a long time. And he's like, oh, I've been using this inversion table now for two years. I said, how's your back? And he goes, well, it's not great. <laughs> and I keep so, saying, like, so why do you keep doing this every day? Why do you keep making your head look like a cherry tomato after 15 minutes and the blood rushing there? Uh, I, I mean, in an in inversion table, is it, is it worthwhile to have one at your home? I mean, are there people who can benefit from that? You know, I, I'm a little intrigued by the concept of the inversion table. I, I kind of think they look good. But if you have an underlying back condition, you're just decompressing and then returning it right back to that same, you know, like I mentioned the facet joint, that's kind of a pinchy joint. It doesn't really like when it's out of position. And so hanging upside down at whatever angle you choose helps for the time being. And it gives you you like those nerves, a little bit of a break, like we talked Mm -hmm. about. And then you put it back down and it gets compressed and they're still angry. So right. so I think that it can be a tool, mm-hmm. but um, as any kind of body care thing, maybe a couple different things might be needed in order for your inversion table to be a great investment. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, it sounds like to me like there is not a, uh, a fingerprint method for every mm-hmm. single person, right? Like no. everyone needs something slightly different than the next and... Just because Uncle Roy found success with something with with heat and cool, that's right. The, you know, Aunt Joan might not. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and so that's why, of course, you come in. And then this is another one. This is way out there, but 
do back problems run in families? Like if you have a, a hmm. mom or dad who has a bad back, is that something that they pass down from generation to generation? Or is it simply, you know, how, how you use it? Probably both. Yeah. And, oh. and again, I, I mean, say, yeah. there, because you got a lot of times back pain is a result of our body type and body types are going to be a genetic trait that's passed down. There also is some other links to, you know, osteoarthritis and, and, and having some component of, of, of being, being able to pass some of those things down too. So there is factors that can be passed down from one generation to the next, but I will say just because dad has back pain does not mean son is going to have back pain or daughter. It, it isn't a, a catch-all. There is some chances that it could influence it. And it is different. It certainly is going to be dependent on your lifestyle and choices that we make. That is an absolute. So when we're getting together as family and, you know, if, if I now am bringing dad home and I say, Dad, I know that you've had back problems. When did they start? Well, they started when I was about 42. Okay, I'm 42 now, and I'm having my back issues and stuff like that. Great opportunity to come into Apex. And if I know a little bit more about my family history, does that help? Is that part of the homework? Oh, yeah. that I mean, that would be really helpful. That's a great point you're No, making. the homework is work. It's, <laughs> the work yeah, is no, the homework. The homework is like, it's work. Like, you got to get down on the floor and work. I mean, in a good way. In a yeah. good way. Definitely. But it's, it's good to talk about that, though. Like, people need to know at the end of the day, it's really in their hands. You're going to guide them to to this therapy really but it's in their hands to to go through with it absolutely Absolutely. there's there's some little tips posturally too that i think like i like to teach for back pain to my patients something called a shh test like if you just say shh right now your abs tighten up can you shush before you start taking steps and do that every day over and over until your abs start becoming more of a friend with your low back and then they're supporting from the front so we're supposed to shush before we walk well i mean it's an idea so if you do the the motion of shush can you feel your abs engage slightly yeah all right so i hope all of your listeners are shushing right they are so (laughs) so shush a little and now try and walk right or or when does our brain sort of check out because we we spend a lot of time sitting, like Cam mentioned, right? And so we are no abs really have to work, depending on if you still have one of your yoga balls or something we talked mm-hmm. about earlier. Standing desk, standing yeah. desks, mm-hmm. right? So then your abs are engaged, but the longer we sit, our abs aren't working. So I have a lot of my patients who I see a lot. I tend to see a higher female population, and so they're busy. They're moms. They're doing lots of things. So we shush and walk, and we shush before we lift our baby carrier, and we shush before we push our shopping cart. And so it, not all the time is your PT something you have to carve out of your day. In fact, right. it can be improving your movement. Okay, thank you for pointing that out. I know I'm giving you guys a bad rap today <laughs> with the on, homework Amy, situation. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, one more big thing before we let you guys go. You don't have to be referred by a doctor to come and see a physical therapist or come see you at Apex. That's right. It, you can come to Apex without a referral. Um, most insurances do accept that too, but we have a great staff at Apex that if you call in with your insurance and you want to know what your benefits and eligibility are, we'll check on that and make sure that your payer will pay for you, um, without having a physician referral. And Let's the other, talk, oh, locations. Oh, locations. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. It's We're all on the same location, line. location, location during the winter months. <laughs> yeah. We have locations in West Fargo, 
uh, Jamestown and Lemoore, and soon to be hoping a South Fargo location to help serve this area. Nice. So West you, Fargo, soon to be Fargo, Jamestown, and Lemoore. So. And you park right at the door. Yes. Right. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you can find them at Apex ptwellness.com or you can call them at 701-364-2739 and it's back but it's so many other things i mean neck shoulder hand wrist hip elbow knee what i mean and and talking about women's issues mm-hmm. i mean you work with people's pelvic floors too when those aren't operating yep. as they should be yes men women and kids we have a whole team of pelvic health providers yes that yeah we can help you out in that area as well Thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.